Welcome into the Fantasy Playmakers Podcast. I am your host, Jeremy Popolars. You can find me on Twitter at PopesFFH. Joined as always by my co-host, Ryan, who you can find on Twitter at Mackie underscore FFB. How's it going, Ryan? Not too bad, man. I just uh, forgot to actually mention this before the show, but I uh, want to apologize to you guys for having to change the episode on us, but uh, excited for some buy-sell tonight. Yeah, you know, life happens, you know. No worries. Maybe more people like us on Wednesdays. Maybe we'll just permanently <laughs> move to Wednesdays. Hey, never know. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how the audience goes. But yeah, um, we are joined tonight by a new contributor to Yards Per. Um, but his name is Keith James. You can find him on Twitter at High On Sports. He twenty eight. Sorry. He also um, writes at the Sports Obsessive and Fantasy Football League winners. What is up, Keith? How are you doing tonight? Good, good, good. How are you guys doing? Uh, ready to get into some buying and some selling. So should be good. Yeah, I think I think we're all excited for that. You know, it's always a good topic, but. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you on. We're excited to kind of just break down a couple guys here. So, but first, before we dive into that, Ryan, why don't you uh, hit him with the King Sports promo? Today's episode is brought to you by King Fantasy Sports. Go check out the King Sports Draft Kit and get the advantage over the rest of your league this season. Be sure you're doing the right preparation and start your season off right. You get everything from rankings, breakouts, and values to busts and sleepers. Does your league have some funky settings? Learn how to make your own projections as well. Stop sitting on the sidelines and buy this draft kit today. The guide is only $8.99. If you use our promo code PLAYMAKERS, you'll save an additional 10% off and get everything you'll need to not just compete but dominate your leagues this draft season. And I will second that. I, I think it's a good guide. We've got the chance to look at it. I think it's pretty good. It's constantly updated. It's something a little bit different than other stuff. I, I'm sure other draft guides get updated, but I think they do a pretty good job with this one. Um and I enjoyed it, so get a 10% off. Why not? Give it a try. All right, let's dive right into this, guys. We're going to base this kind of on a dynasty platform. We're going to go with our dynasty buys first. Um, we'll let our guest here, Keith, lead us off. Keith, who is your top dynasty buy? One of your top dynasty buys. Wait, yeah, no, for sure. So, I'll tell you the guy that I'm trying to gobble up everywhere I can is Deontay Johnson. And, uh, you know, he's wide receiver from uh, from the Steelers. And with so much talent there in that wide receiver room, I think a lot of people started to fade. Uh, DJ, especially when Juju uh, signed back on with the squad. So, it, you know, Deontay's entering his third year. Uh, Chase is entering his second year. And Chase is coming off of, uh, you know, a record-breaking rookie year. Uh, you put Juju back into the mix. And for whatever reason, Deontay – continues to slide in sleepers ADP. Uh, so he's just been a dude that I've been um, drafting as much as I can. And, and I've actually made a couple of trades where he was kind of the secondary piece, you know, the old uh, throw in um, uh, trade, trying to do a, a running back and just kind of, Hey, what about Deontay? And uh, yeah, do not uh, feel a lot of love for Deontay Johnson right now. So whenever I, I feel the room and uh, folks are, are fading them, that's, that's when I like to strike. And so he's been one of my personal uh, favorite buys this off season. So are you concerned at all about life after Ben Roethlisberger? Obviously, Ben, we saw it last year kind of looked a little dicey. We saw the uh, training or the uh, mini camp photos of him all iced up. Like, are you worried about who Deontay Johnson is going to be catching balls from or quote unquote, the other problem that most people have with him dropping balls um, from? Right. Yeah, I. You know, drops, it, it's fun to talk about and to mess with. And I, I, I don't know if he led the league, but it seemed like every big ball he was dropping. I don't pay attention to that as much. Uh, they still went to him even after those drops, right? I mean, I think he was top five in targets last year. And so they continued to pepper him. And, and if you look at his last few weeks, he, he really did some damage, did a lot of damage in that one playoff game against the Browns too. So, you know, getting open – uh, 30, 40 times a game still going to trump the one or two drops you have. So uh, I, I think he fits perfect with Ben at this stage too, right? It, they, it, Chase would be better for the deep ball, uh, but that is one of the knocks on Deontay is that he actually had a very low A dot, uh, wasn't getting the air yards that, that folks wanted. But no, actually, dudes that get open, is there anything better than watching elite route runners run routes, right? And dudes that get open – 
it doesn't matter uh, who their quarterback is, you know? And so uh, what are you really replacing at this point for, for uh, a soon to be hall of famer in Ben Roethlisberger, right? But you can make the argument that they end up with an upgrade in the next few years. So as long as Deontay continues being a dude that's open, uh, I have no concerns, whether it's uh, Ben, who I think will be a little better this year, or it's Dwayne Haskins next year, or whoever it may be. So no concerns there. All right, good to hear. Ryan, you got anything for him on Deontay Johnson, or are you all good? No, I, I like Deontay. It's just uh, the only thing that kind of concerns me is that they do have two other options that they're going to be looking at in the past game, and they brought Najee in for a reason with a banged-up offensive line that's kind of seems to be crumbling at, at the feet right now. So I, I do like Deontay as a sleeper. I feel like there are people are sleeping on him. I think he'll perform his, <clears throat> outperform his ADP, but mm – -hmm. In terms of long-term value, I'd like to see where they get or who they get in at quarterback next to really put a fair value on them for long-term. Yeah, I mean, I'm not as high, I think, as both you guys on Deontay Johnson. I never really was. I mean, he's a talented player. Don't get me wrong. The potential is obviously there. I just kind of what Ryan is. You know, the trio kind of scares me a little. I think that there's no reason that he can't be successful. We saw it last year. I mean, Cincinnati had a team that had three guys with a hundred plus targets. And I think Pittsburgh was probably pretty close. I'm not hundred percent on those numbers. So I just, I don't know. I'm just not as high. I think he's a good piece. Like Keith said right now, his value is really good. Um, so I could see where you'd want to kind of get in on him. before this year. I was not as in cause his value was a lot higher. Right. Um, but I still just don't love Deontay. I'm not like actively trying to get him, um, but I can see your guys' points on why you would want to. So let's move on to Ryan here real quick. Ryan, who's one of your top dynasty buys this offseason? So I'm going to kind of dig a little bit deeper than I think either of you are, but uh, my first guy is a guy that had a season killed by injuries last year, and that's second-year running back Darrington Evans. Uh, he was drafted in the third round in 2020, has 4-4 speed, been working out as a wide receiver during OTAs, which implies that they would like to get him more involved as a pass catcher and line him up in different areas of the field. And when given an opportunity last year when he was actually healthy, he did show flashes. Uh, week 15, he got 10 touches, 50, 57 off-purpose yards and a touchdown, and was also really effective in the return game as well. But injuries really killed his season last year, and the reason why I'm main reason why I'm really buying him is because, A, he's basically free. I mean, I think he's going at RB82 right now in ADP or something like that. But if you're looking at, like, historical data and just what uh, Derrick Henry did last year and looking at the, the historical performance of guys after they've had around 400 touches in a year, uh, there's been 19 back since 96 with at least 400 touches. Only half of them played a full season the following year and a quarter of them played eight or less games. And of the backs to play at least 10 games, their average amount of touches fell all the way to 307 the next year and only four ever saw 400 touches again, while 16 didn't even see 300 touches. So in a, in terms of a guy that is a basically free and a guy that could be a James Robinson type league winner for you if Derrick Henry does go down in that offense. I mean, doesn't get much much easier, much more cheaper than a guy like Darian Evans. A league winner, Ryan. Yeah, I know. Oof. Yeah, that's that's a bold statement. In that, in it that is offense, and with his with his skill set, I like it. He would be he could be a guy that could come in and because who else is going to compete? Brian Hill. You know, see, though, the, the thing is, is you started it out wrong because you said you're digging deeper. Joke's on you. I've owned Darrington Evans since last year because I already knew. I say so I'm I don't need to buy him anywhere. I'm buying. I'm going digging deeper than what you guys are probably going in, in this. I'm just giving you a hard time. But, no, I like Darrington Evans. Um, I agree. I think Darrington Evans is going to be used a lot in the passing game. I think that's why he was brought in. And I know everybody wants to knock and say, oh, we got beat out last year by Jeremy McNichols and stuff like that. But he was injured, like Ryan, you had alluded to. And I want to see him. I think he has a good shot. I liked him a lot coming out of school. And I just think that I'm not too worried about Brian Hill, like you said. I mean, Brian Hill did admirably in Atlanta with a side girly, but – I'm also curious to see what this offense looks like. Um, I don't know if you're going to see Derrick Henry touch the ball as much as he did. I think, you know, you bring in Julio, you bring in, you obviously already have A.J. Brown, 
and you still have Tannehill. I think a new offensive coordinator, I'm curious to see, like, do they want to spread the ball a little more? Does Darrington Evans see a little bit more of like a third down back role where he's got that Naeem Hines type upside? So I think he could be kind of a sneaky play right now. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talking about him. So I think his ADP slash value might start to rise a little. Um, Cause usually as soon as someone starts talking about him on Twitter, he kind of just drives up. But Keith, do you have any questions on or for Ryan on Darrington Evans on why you no, think maybe I, he's not a good buy? No, I, I think he's a great buy. And I'm not one of these people in dynasty who feels like you have to get the backup of your guys. So if you've had Derrick Henry, he's not, a, I like to get the backup of other people's guys. So I, I was sniping Darrington late in drafts because, you know, people were taking Henry um, either in auction drafts. I do a lot of auction um, at a high price or, you know, taking Henry in the first, second round. So I, I love the idea of taking uh, other people's backups. And I, I don't think for all the reasons Ryan listed, I, I don't, I, he could be one of the better backups. You know, there's a, there, he, he's in that handful of guys like Daryl Henderson, Alexander Mattson, uh, AJ Dillon, who, who so far as to say league winner, uh, but I, I could absolutely see if Henry gets hurt after this huge workload the last few years, um, Evans being, you know, an automatic start for you and what should be a high powered offense. Uh, and I should say to your point, Jeremy, uh, Darrington Evans was all over Twitter this last week, right? So, uh, giving a shout out to content creators and, and you know, oh, yeah. we all thought he was talking about us. So, uh, uh <laughs> so everybody's so grabbing he, him now. Right. So his ADP is going to sky next next week for sleeper. He's going to be in the 40s. Uh, yeah. So, you know, get him while you can if your drafts are going on. But I, I like the rationale, uh, Ryan. And I think, yeah, uh, for sure. He, he's, a, he's a dude to buy. All right, Ryan, mine's not as deep as yours, but it's going to be another guy that had an injury-ridden rookie season. Um, For me, one of my top dynasty buys at the moment is Denzel Mims. Um, There's been a lot of also not great talk out of camp that he's not necessarily performing how they want, I guess. They're saying that he's not going to be the possibly outside or outside wide receiver second to Corey Davis. They're saying Keelan Cole might win that spot. So right now, Denzel Mims is basically free. Um, Not many people want to touch him. Not many people are believing in him. However, I still believe in him. He was great coming out of college. He had good comps last year. Um, He was comps to Chris Godwin. And we all know that rookie wide receivers take some time. I think too many people are over alluded with like Justin Jefferson and how he came in and tore it apart. Chase Claypool came in and was this big fantasy contributor, but that's not everybody. And it takes guys times. I mean, even look at the guy he's comp to Chris Godwin came in his rookie season, had a eh, mediocre season was nothing crazy comes out year two and was one of the top dynasty wide receivers out there that you could own. So for me, Denzel Mims, I still think is an option in New York. Yeah. Maybe he's not doing great in OTAs right now. Maybe he's struggling to pick up the new offense. Um, but he still has the talent. There's no clear wide receiver one there. I know they brought in Corey Davis and paid him the money, but Corey Davis has also proven he can't be a wide receiver one young in his career when he was in Tennessee without A.J. Brown. So for me, I just think that I'm giving him time. I think he has all the tools to become a quote-unquote alpha wide receiver in the NFL. And I just I enjoy Denzel Mims. I think he has great success. And I think in the little bit that we saw him, he looked decent on a team – that was not decent at all. So for me, I'm just all in on Denzel Mims, especially at his price right now. Anybody want to ever, anybody else? No, I, 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 you know, OTA talks always funny to me. I, I want to see the article that aligns OTA talk with what actually happens. Cause it's also the, I'm going to write an article this, uh, uh, this August on the preseason hero, you know, the preseason guy who lights it up and then you never hear about it again. Um, I always love that. So, uh, yeah, I don't mind the talk. Look, I, I did a um, a profile on yards per on the making of a wide receiver one, and Denzel Mims fits that profile to a T. Um, and in, in, like you said, injury riddled, really poor offensive infrastructure. And, you know, I, I, I obviously Adam look, I, I'm big, big QB one Justin Fields fan. So I've been watching a lot of tape and Mims popped, man. People forget he high draft capital. He pops on tape out of OSU. So 
Uh, I thought he'd be a dude who'd rise higher. I'm seeing guys like Brian Edwards rise higher, but I'm not seeing it out of Mims. And he's been one of my favorite late round, the making of, you know, that alpha wide receiver. So completely agree. Hope Zach Wilson amps that up uh, a little bit, but yeah, go get him while you can. Isn't it crazy to see that though on Twitter right now? Like everybody's in on Brian Edwards, who I also like, also has a good profile, also kind of had an injury season there in Oak and Las Vegas, but like Mims, it's like nobody talks about him. They're all, they just want to bash Mims, but yet they're like, yo, go buy Brian Edwards, even though they're in a very similar situation. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there's more wide receivers, and you could argue Elijah Moore now with the Jets and all the other targets there, but like there's still targets and players. John Brown's in Las Vegas now. You have Henry Ruggs. You have the Zay Jones, but like Darren Waller's their offense and passing game. So like right. – who really has more opportunity? And I just, I'm just still in on Denzel Mims, and I feel like it's a guy that I'll just die on the sword with. I just, <laughs> I, I, I just think that he has everything it could take to become that top guy. All right, Keith, who is your second top dynasty buy this offseason? So I went with an old timer, uh, 28 years old. Jarvis Landry is my second buy, another forgotten wide receiver in, in those middle rounds. He reminds me so much of Brandon Cooks because all he does is produce. And uh, last year was a real down year for him, and he was still a wide receiver three. So people forget he was uh, he was in the, the the top wide receiver. He was a wide receiver one in 2019. Uh, it's proven again and again wide receivers dip and come back up. Especially you know he's not 34. He's not Emmanuel Sanders. So he uh, to me is kind of the forgotten man with OBJ coming back up off an of injury. Um, and you just know what you're going to get in Jarvis Landry. You know, you pair him with, um, you know, some, maybe a, a Will Fuller or a Jalen Waddle, these guys that are sporadic, <laughs> dynamic, but sporadic. And you just know you're going to get, especially in PPR leagues, you know, eight to 12 points. If he scores, maybe you get 18 that week. And, and again, he's just, his ADP has been falling Jarvis Landry. And he just seems to be the forgotten man that I, I think that passing game does take a step forward this year. Although they still are going to, you know, begin and end with the run. I think they want to showcase uh, Baker and they realize, you know, you can't beat the chiefs uh, 20 to 19 in the playoffs. You're going to have to put up some points. And so I think you're going to see a little bit more passing volume out of Stefanski. Stefanski's proven he can produce two top wide receivers. He did it in Minnesota a couple of times. And so I, I just think Jarvis Landry is a forgotten man that, it, you know, is, was the same draft as OBJ. And, and I think he's, uh, he's ready to roll. I seems a really solid wide receiver too, that, you know, continues to drop in ADP. So he's a guy I'm, I'm, I'm scooping and trying to trade for. So you basically answered all the questions I wanted to talk about. So um, the only one you really didn't hit is, is there any worry that OBJ takes too much out of the passing game? Or do you think OBJ coming back really helps him on the factor that he should get most likely the weaker quote unquote of the cornerbacks due to OBJ is probably going to draw the top target, just pure name basis. And I feel they're both talented guys. I think they both do different things well. So, but do you know what I'm getting at? I do. Yeah. No, I think it helps. It's funny because I think a lot of people, the disappointment in Jarvis is when OBJ went down, he didn't shine. And again, it was just the way Stefanski wanted to run that offense. They they wanted to run the ball. Why not when you have Chubb and Hunt? And and so I you know I think this year it's going to be a little bit different. Uh, Jarvis should get back into the 110 target range. Um, you know should catch 80, 85, 90 balls. Uh, so I think OBJ, uh, if he stays healthy, helps him in that situation. I really do. So they they've done it again in 19. They both were very productive. And, and Jarvis I think was wide receiver 10. He was definitely in the top 12 and 19. So, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I, to me, it always, it, I, I like, the, I, I'd rather have a talented dude on the other side of me. Um, and I think that sets up well for Jarvis. All right. I like it. I can agree with it. Um, I like Landry. I think I agree. I mean, that's just, he is a guy that's forgotten about. I mean, honestly, I forget about him too in drafts sometimes. Like you're in a startup <laughs> draft and it's just kind of like, <laughs> While la, 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 you're going along, all of a sudden it's like the 12th round, and you're like, holy cow, Landry's still here? Totally forgot <laughs> about him. And, like, you can snag him late, and, I mean, he has great upside. And I feel like he's probably pretty cheap in a trade market. Um, I feel like the name kind of carries some value, but also it kind of is like, oh, he's on the Browns. So 
I can get behind that. Um, how about you, Ryan? Anything for Keith on Jarvis Landry? Or? Uh, Landry makes me a little a little nervous. I think you saw last year that they, when they were playing, when they were playing at their best, he was kind of he wasn't on the field as much as you would like to see in a guy like him anyways, like just his career. He's been one of those guys, like you guys have said that he's been super productive, super consistent, but with OBJ on the field last year, he had, I think it was like five less PPR points a game when they played together, as opposed to when he was off the field. And he still only saw a 70%, a little bit more than a 70% uh, offensive snap share. So, I'm a little concerned about that, especially because he's another year older now. Uh, they do like uh, People Jones, and they drafted Anthony Schwartz, so they they, they got some guys there that uh, could fill that role. I, I'm not I don't think People Jones can fill that role, but Anthony Schwartz could play that slot role and be a field stretcher that they might want, as opposed to a short field guy. Bobby J stays healthy; he's kind of like short field intermediate guy that Landry usually is, and they got Schwartz going downfield in the slot, so. Uh, I do like Landry as a player. I'm just not. I'm just not sold on him this year until I see him with OBJ and do it for a season. You know what I mean? Fair concern. Why don't we let you lead into your second dynasty buy off of that? My second guy is Michael Thomas, and I. I feel like this is kind of a repeated guy at this point because I feel like people are, have got, got so low on him uh, right after the season when Breeze announced his retirement. I feel like people just bottomed out on him. Uh, they're worried about Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston and not really sure what the offense is going to look like. But uh, Michael Thomas was actually relatively productive even with Taysom Hill at quarterback. He, was, he had 16.1 points per game uh, in four games with – Hill and I was coming off the high ankle sprain that eventually ended the season. And if you want to look back to 2019 with Teddy Bridgewater as his quarterback, he had 42 catches, 551 yards, and three touchdowns in five games where Teddy started. So regardless of quarterback, he's always been targeted often. He's never seen less than six targets in any of his 12 games without Breeze and had double-digit tar targets in six of those games. Um, according to Sharp Football Analysts analysis, 77 receivers have had a 30% target share since 92. 61 of them finishes a wide receiver one in PPR scoring and with 142 departed targets and no added receiving threats, would it really be surprising to see him hit that threshold on that offense? Like there's a reason why everybody is so high on Adam Troutman this season. It's not just because Jerry Cook is gone. It's because there's, he's debatably their third best option behind Thomas and Kamara. And if your second year tight end is your third best option, you have an all pro with the receiver position, you're going to give him a ton of volume, especially with Champagne having a full season, a full offseason to prepare for life after Breeze. I feel like he's got a much higher floor than the guys currently in his ADP range. Like I think he's got a higher floor than McLaurin, Chase, Godwin, DJ Moore, Mike Evans. And I think if Winston is Winston's a starter there, he provided two top 10 receivers in Godwin and Mike Evans uh, two, two years ago, maybe. And I, I think Mike Evans is talented enough to be a top five receiver again this season. So you're obviously expecting him to return to form, obviously, yeah. by what you're saying. And you're saying you're not worried about the quarterback situation. The only thing that I would say I would be worried about is that he's always been, quote-unquote, the slant boy of the NFL. He likes that mid-range kind of across the middle where he can get his body and get leverage on guys. Are we worried that Winston's place – now Peyton's obviously going to have a say in it, but Winston's just normal – quarterbacking style he likes to spread the field and get the ball downfield a little more are we worried at all that you're going from a guy who even that is not as accurate as Ethan Breeze or Bridgewater and kind of has a little bit different style like we're not worried at all about that or do you just think just because Michael Thomas has proven that it's just tough for me to see where like Michael Thomas has always had Drew Breeze very accurate very smart makes the right call like we've never seen Michael Thomas with like arguably a bad quarterback and not that Winston's bad, but he threw for 30 or what 30 or 50 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. So right. there's definitely a downgrade at the quarterback position. So you're not worried. I, I just feel like I'm a little worried on is the accuracy going to be there for Michael Thomas coming across the middle? Is it going to be the same? Do you know what I mean? Like I'm just, 
I still think Michael Thomas is very good. And I think that his ADP is fairly good right now. I just feel like I'm really worried about, are we going to have Winston or are we going to have Taysom Hill? Do you know what I mean? No. And I, and I hear you, but would, would it surprise you to know that over the last three years, he had his, he had his highest ADOT and his highest average rep or route depth the last over the last three years, last season. So like he's gotten he's gotten more involved in the deeper passes, and shown that he can do a little bit more deeper downfield. And with Winston and Taysom Hill as their primary quarterbacks last year, his ADOT was at nine point nine, which is well above his career average. So I'm I get what you're saying. I it's a fair point, but I don't think I think it's an overblown counter argument if you don't really. If you don't really dive deeper into the numbers and like look, look, and see that he's he's performed just regardless of who who's the quarterback there, and the, it, that's why it doesn't really concern me all that much. So the accuracy might be a concern, but Jameis got laser guy surgery, so he's good, he's fine. He's that is true. He doesn't see ghosts. <laughs> Keith, you got anything on Michael Thomas for Ryan or? Yeah, I you know I, I'm I'm fading him for sure. I'm I'm definitely leading to that lower ADP. I, I have him in some you know leagues that you know were not startups before this year, and and there's no I'm not trying to move him or anything because no one's coming for him from my perspective. But um, Michael Thomas is a weird dude. I've tried to get him in a few trades as that is like the stink, the stench is still on. I'm guessing more Taysom Hill than Jameis at this point. And it, it, Michael Thomas is a dude who continues to get fade, faded in, in drafts, but no one wants to let go of. So he's in that kind of weird spot where even when I, I try to get him, um, unless I'm still offering, you know, um, obscene value or what they think is fair value, it's I can't un, I can't unlock them. So people still know the talents there. This is a you know automatic top twelve wide receiver uh, from 2016 through uh, what should have been 2020. It was just an injury riddled year. So I, I do worry about the offense. Just I don't know. Peyton seems like a dude who can you know kind of mix it up in the offseason. He's already said he wants to lean on his running backs. To to start the year and so with either of those guys you know it it, it doesn't bother me as much but they're not Drew Brees they're still kind of the same I want to see Jameis win that job um, but I, Michael Thomas you know it wouldn't shock me to see him right around wide receiver you know uh, 12 13 14 but he's not a guy I'm targeting uh, when it, you know by the time the fourth round uh, rolls around so I just see other higher upside dudes at this point Fair. And I kind of feel like I'm in that same camp. Not that we don't like you, Ryan, but I just, I just, the value, I, I traded Michael Thomas last year. I got a decent haul for him in one of my dynasty leagues. And nice. I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't hate him. I, I just think his ADP is good. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. I feel like he's where he's supposed to be with like the talent that's coming up, like the upside of these other guys that you can argue are going to have just as much volume. I just, I don't know. And it's tough because I can see it. He's proven it. He's proven he can be a wide receiver one in a high volume targeted offense. So, but, but who around, who in that, around that ADP do you think could realistically see a 30% target share? I mean, yeah. Terry McLaurin easily could. McLaurin's closest, yeah, uh, for sure. But I mean, it's already with I mean, you. They, I... they brought they brought guys in, but like, it's so that he could see a decrease. But even at that, it's yeah, thirty percent target share. But is Winston missing them half the time? You know what I mean? Like, oh, I hear you. But so I think another thing is that people are seeing that zero touchdowns from last year and forget just completely forgetting the fact that he averaged eight touchdowns a year the rest right. of his career, including his rookie year. So like. I feel like that's another like stink on him is that he's just he scored zero touchdowns last year. They see that they're like, oh well, he's done. He's done. See you later. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm fine. saying. I'm I'm not saying he's done. I just don't see him being a top ten wide receiver. I just think that there uh, there's probably maybe top ten. I I could easily put you know what I mean. I easily would say I have Diggs, AJ Brown, um, Ridley, um, who else is there? God. Devante, yeah, said, Devante, um, man, yeah. I am just drawing a blank now. You say Devontae Adams easily, even if he, even without Aaron Rodgers. Without Aaron Rodgers, I think he'd be a lot closer to Michael Thomas. Um, yeah, but Tyreek Hill's ahead of him. I would say 
yeah, in totally. Dynasty, I mean, you got Justin Jefferson's ahead of him. I'd take C.D. Lamb over Michael Thomas right now in Dynasty. Like, it's tough because, like, I see him. He's still not he's not old by any means, but I just see him at a point where you're going into an offense that's what's it going to look like? What's the quarterback situation? Did Winston get better as far as an accuracy goes? And if it's Taysom Hill, I want like basically nothing to do with it because he proved <laughs> that. You know what I mean? He he's not a quarterback in the NFL at least. Um, and it's just, I'm just worried. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think he's still good and I think his ADP is good. You know what I mean? Like I, I like him as a 10 to 12 type wide receiver. I think he can finish wide receiver one, but I'm just not like, I don't think he has like this over abundance of like crazy value. Cause I just don't see him turning in a top five season again. That's all. So, so you know what I mean? Like, it's not that he's bad. I mean, I would, I would trade for him, but I'm not going to pay you top five wide receiver price right. you know what i mean do you do you think the quarterback makes that large of like i understand obviously those both of those guys especially Taysom hill is a huge drop down from breeze but do you think that it makes that big of a difference for the, the undisputed wide receiver one just last season like this at this time last year people were saying michael thomas is the undisputed right. dynasty one and now he's borderline wide receiver one because they changed quarterbacks like i feel like his volume should keep him up in that upper tier of the wide receiver one. It's just on volume alone. I mean, that's, it's fair. I mean, it's, 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 it, it <laughs> there's a lot of flaws, I think, in both arguments. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, you could, yeah. there really is. I mean, cause he's proven he can be wide receiver one, like you said, literally two years ago. Right. You can see that he's going to see almost the same target volume. And then you can argue <laughs> that the quarterback matters to an extent, but doesn't, cause it's not like Winston can't throw the ball. It's just he's not Drew Brees. And I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, you could probably talk me into saying that Winston and that is actually a good thing for Michael Thomas. Um, I just feel like there's other guys. I feel like Michael Thomas dropped because of other guys' performances. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not because Michael Thomas is bad or that Michael Thomas can't do what he did. I just think that guys are taking steps that are just better. Do you know what I mean? Like a DK Metcalf is close to him. AJ Brown's better. Um, Diggs is better with a bigger, better target volume share or equal to Tyreek Hill's going to see that. I mean, Devonte Adams should see that again. Like all these guys are seeing right around him slash just above him, the same target share. Like Calvin Ridley's going to have a crazy target share this year. You know what I mean? There's five or six guys that are ahead of him that are going to have the same target share or better with, better quarterbacks do you know what i'm saying so i'm just kind of a little bit and that's what i'm saying like i think his value is good right now i think he's a good pick in a startup i think he's good if you can get him for a decent value i just don't see him returning the high upside that some of these other guys could give you do you know what i'm saying ryan yeah no and that's fair like i'm not i'm not gonna argue i don't i'm not gonna pick a fight with somebody over saying that he's not going to be a top five wide receiver. I'm just, I'm just stating my case for why I believe that he's going to be a wide receiver, why he could be a wide receiver, a top five wide receiver. No, that's fair. I, I, uh, real quick on it too, part of that profile that I did, there is tremendous turnover with wide receivers every year. And so all those guys on average over the last seven years, only 37% of the due to our wide receiver ones the year before or wide receiver ones again. So that's, that's, that's about eight out of 12 dudes that you're going to have turnover. Last year, it was only two guys. Two guys from 2019 made the wide receiver uh, 12. The, the top 12 list last year was Allen Robinson and DeHandre Hopkins. Um, and the year before, there was only two dudes uh, from 2018 that made the 2019 list. So as sure as we are about all these guys, and I know that's kind of a redraft. We're talking more dynasty, but I, I, I could absolutely see Michael Thomas. Um, he's kind of in that tier of... Of Allen Robinson, Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, right? These guys who, and I'll put Devontae in there because I'm one of these dudes who I'm not just hoping, I don't think Rodgers comes back to the Packers. I just don't, I don't see it happening. And yeah, so I'm putting Devontae in that, that tier where, 
that video of Rodney right. on the golf course today where they're trying to pry it out of him didn't sound too yeah, promising. That was not reassuring at all. It was not reassuring. I mean, this is a dude who cut off his family for God knows what. Um, yeah. and he's a guy who holds a grudge and he's got all the money in the world, the Hollywood girlfriend. He could retire and do whatever the hell he wants for a year. I don't think that happens, but he's got the same agent who made the play with Carson Palmer to get out of Cincinnati. So I think they have a game plan, but all those guys are top flight receivers with weird quarterback situations and I won't say bad you know it's weird Allen Robinson still weird for this year love fields I don't know what that's going to be Devontae without Rodgers what the hell is Jordan love you know Keenan Allen um he's a dude I thought about putting in my buy list because I can't believe his ADP is still there and I I do I keep taking Mick Scorin over Michael Thomas but Ryan I could absolutely see your reasoning that I'm wrong on that and that, you know, McScorin still has not been a top 20 wide receiver. He's been just outside both years. And so we've seen Michael Thomas literally be top five for four years in a row and the top dude in a historic season just two years ago. And it wasn't like he played all 16 games and had horrible numbers. He was hurt. You know, that's a, if you if you look at, at my model as well, you'll see guys that it, it just guys who play score the points. Right. And you don't know who's going to get hurt. So it's not a matter of uh, performance with Michael Thomas. He just got hurt. It's the great unknown. And you see a lot of guys uh, skip a year. Devontae Adams was a top 12 dude in, in 18. He got hurt. He wasn't a top 12 dude in 19. He's back to being number one in 20. You see that a lot. And so I could absolutely see Michael Thomas uh, back on that. But I do keep going back to Jeremy. When I think of buy, he's just, the value is just still not there. No one's willing to sell him uh, for what I'm willing to give. And I think that's what it comes down to at, at this point for me. So uh, in redraft, he's probably a dude I'll target in redraft because there's stench there and he still has that Allen Robinson type of uh, appeal to me. So um, I'm with you, Jeremy. He's a, he's a weird dude for me because I can see both sides of the argument. All right. For time's sake, Ryan, we're going to have to cut it off, but <laughs> let's go quick. For time's sake, we're just going to do one sell. So I know you guys gave me two. We're going to have to pick which one you think is the best. So Keith, we'll let you start it off. Who is your top dynasty sell this offseason? I'm taking Cam Akers, and I'll tell you why. It's not because I don't like Cam Akers. I love Cam Akers. And again, in redraft, he'll probably be a dude I mainly do auction. Uh, so I have the kind of luxury of picking who I want. He'll be a dude I target. But for, for value right now, I've just never seen a dude do so little and have so much value in one offseason. And look, I get it. We're all analy- analyzing the situation going forward. We're forecasting, right? It's not what you did last year. It's what we foresee next year or the years beyond that. But I've just never seen a dude, you know, I've got some startups. It, he kind of started in that second, late second round area in a few startups when I was doing them in January, February. And I, you know, I've got him being the third running back off the board. I had a Jonathan Taylor uh, in dynasty in some startups going, you know, 107, 108, 109. And, and that's just in, in tight end premium leagues too. So it, it's just crazy to me. And, and so I just, I traded him actually, I traded uh, acres for um, C, CEH, Clyde Edward and Jarvis Landry. Um, and a first round pick and a first round pick. I mean, how, how can I pass that up, you know, for, yeah. for CEH who could outperform him? Landry was like a throw in that. That's kind of why I, I said bye uh, on, on this, you know, segment for Landry, but his value is just off the charts to me right now. And so it's not that I don't like the talent or the situation or don't believe in everything uh, that the tape shows or, or that Stafford won't amp up that offense. It's just his values off the charts right now. And, and if I can get a, a running back like CEH, a David Montgomery pick up another piece and a pick, which seems to kind of be the going rate right now. Uh, I'm doing that all day. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I like Cam Akers and it's crazy to think a guy who went late in a lot of first round rookie drafts just two years ago, or we could say a year ago, because most people have may have not had their rookie draft yet, but like just a year ago, we went middle to end of first rounds. And now he's got more value than the guy that most people took first with CEH. <laughs> for example, in your trade. So I agree. I think his value is absurdly high. I agree. I like Cam Akers. I think that they do want to use him. I think that he will be a very fantasy viable running back. But like you said, I've seen people taking him as in the first round of startups. And that's just no good for me. I I like (laughs) Cam Akers, but 
there's still things to be worried about. I mean, we, we worried about him coming out of college. Like, I mean, he's still raw. He's still young. And I mean, they could, he has raw talent and ability. It's just like, there's still things to be worried about, but if I can get a CEH and a pick, you're, it's a wash there for me. Cam Akers and CEH. I just, and and again, it's another thing that actually doesn't have as much turnover as you said with the wide receivers. I feel like the running backs are constant. You got 10 guys and you're got two guys who are fighting to get into that running back one category. And can Cam Akers get there this year? We don't know, but you're paying that he's going to be top five. And I just, I, aside from injury, like last year, I don't see that. So I agree with you. I think his value is off the charts and he's definitely something that you can get a lot of pieces for and can help your dynasty team. How about you, Ryan? How do you feel on Cam Akers? I, I completely agree. I mean, you can pretty much get borderline whoever you want for Cam Akers at this point outside of the obvious like JT and CMT and guys like that. But I've seen, I've seen trades involving Akers and – Zeke, like Zeke in a first for for Acres, or right. I've seen things like Antonio Gibson in a first for Acres, and I'd smash yeah. that all day. It's just you, you just gotta like Keith had said. You, you're you're just not that you don't like the talent or anything like that, but if your guys are willing to pay such a high price for what you believe might not, if you're getting a guy in return that you think could perform as well or better and plus a first round pick or an extra high upside pick or piece, then yeah, you, you got to move on from that. Yeah. I mean, I'd even take a slight decrease. You know what I mean? You're talking about Cam Akers right. maybe being, I think you could see Cam Akers reach maybe 10 RB 10 this year. Um, and you're talking maybe Gibson who might be 13. You know what I mean? You're taking a little bit of a dip and like, for me, I'd take a little bit of a dip plus a first round pick. You know what I mean? Like, right. I have that chance to get two running backs. You know what I mean? And for me, that's the better value than, and it depends on how you like to build your teams. If you want that top loaded talent, maybe you hold on to an anchors, but I just feel like I'm getting that shot at two guys versus one. So I like it. Ryan, how about you? Who's your top dynasty sell this off season? Uh, my guy is got to be Mike Evans. Uh, so the first thing I want to mention is his touchdowns. He had a career high last year with 13, and 31.4% of his fantasy points came from touchdowns after being no higher than 206 for his career. Uh, since 1992, 92% of receivers to have 10% or more of their catches converted to touchdowns. Saw their touchdowns drop almost six touchdowns the following season. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had seven games under 50 yards last year and had a career low in targets, yards per game, and receptions per game, and that's with Godwin's injuries and A.B. not being fully integrated into that offense. And now they get a full offseason of A.B., Godwin being healthy, Tyler Johnson having another year. They drafted Darden in the fourth round while also bringing in a pass-catching back like Geo and still having a solid running game with Fournette and uh, Rojo. Uh, I would just rather have – Guys like McLaurin, Michael Thomas, DJ Moore, Godwin, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, all those guys are being drafted around his DLF ADP right now, and I think I would just rather have those guys ahead ahead of him. Fair. I think the upside's there with the other guys. Um, I just Mike Evans has always been another one of those figures. It's kind of like Michael Thomas to me. That's just like he's good, but like he's just not. He's not for me. I don't know why. I just like, I don't know if it's the name. I don't know what it is. It just seems like either other people just like Mike Evans more than me or it's what it is. But I mean, he's had, he's a consistently a thousand yard receiver. I think every single season he's been in the NFL, he's have a thousand yards, but I can see where your point is. I mean, a lot of things were touchdowns last year. And it it could be obviously something to be worried about. You know what I mean? Like you said, he wasn't really, a super performer. He just had a really lot of touchdowns, like a very touchdown dependent wide receiver last year. And what is this offense going to be again this year? Like you said, three healthy guys um, on the outside, as well as Giovanni Bernard coming in. And we know how Tom Brady is. He's not going to really key on anybody. He's thrown to who's open. Um, that's how he's always been. And do you see a regression finally from Tom Brady? You know what I mean? Do they lean on that run game a little bit more or does Tom Brady be able to reproduce what he did last year? I mean, there's a lot of questions around Mike Evans. And I think there's just, it's, he gives off this 
like faux floor that's like he should be good and like he has this nice floor but i feel like at some point this is gonna stop because now you're looking at it and you're looking at like you had said ryan like ab's healthy and he's fully into the offense for all off season chris godwin's back fully healthy they still have gronkowski they still have Brait. they also have oj howard coming back you also have giovanni bernard you also have fournette and ronald jones and you have a head coach of Bruce Arians who, if you're not doing what he wants, you're not getting involved in the offense. So I can definitely see where you're coming from, Ryan, and I could probably totally get behind moving on from Mike Evans. Um, I guess my question would be, like, what do you guys think Mike Evans' value is? Like, say I wanted to move on from him. What am I looking to get? Keith? Yeah, I'd say probably a low first, early second right now. I, you know, his ADP, you're exactly right, Ryan's like, you know, probably what fourth, fifth round, maybe sixth round. So probably right in the fifth. So uh, there's guys I definitely would like over Mike Evans. Maybe you get a Tampa Bay fan or a Super Bowl fan, someone who just knows kind of the name, sees maybe the 13 touchdowns, but he uh, he had a very low target. Uh, share last year just overall targets just he did not get a lot of volume Mike Evans so yeah I, I'm looking for probably uh, you know uh, I'd say a, you know a, a low first high second would be fair or maybe you're getting a I, I, I don't know maybe a Miles Gaskin or something like that a starting running back in exchange if you want to do that I, I don't think anyone's going to blow you away with offers from Mike Evans either um, I, what I've seen from him is people try to package they kind of want you know Antonio Gibson or something and they'll throw in Mike Evans and you know as kind of another piece and try to offer me their their running back wide receiver combo so uh, that's the only question I have is just how much can you get for Mike Evans but I'm with you he's kind of a dude take him or leave him I've got him on a few squads and he's a he's a guy who's great when he hits when he hits those touchdowns but I, I think you're right Jeremy his his floor is low and he he has you know weeks where he just completely disappears and that happens when you only get four or five targets a game sometimes so yeah a lot of mouths to feed um I get what you're saying I you know I just um if I dangled Mike Evans out there right now I just don't know how much people are gonna uh, jump at that so uh, but I, I, I'm with you. I can move on from Mike Evans uh, anytime if if the price is right, and it doesn't really even have to blow me away. How about you, Ryan? What are you? Do you have to be blown away to get rid of Mike Evans? Or are you cool with moving on? Like Keith had said, something fairly close, maybe slightly under even his value, just to kind of move on. I think it would purely depend on my team. Like if I'm obviously if you're rebuilding, you're not you're not trading for him. You're probably trying to get rid of him at this point but i mean if you're looking at just his adp like i said there's mclaurin sitting right there dj morrison right there godwin Allen robinson keenan Allen, all those guys have have much higher upside to me and so generally like you had said you didn't really know how you feel about him i think it's I, for me it's I, I don't like guys that have those peaks and valleys like i don't like guys that i can't trust from week to week regardless of matchup because he he'll perform against a tough matchup and then he'll not do anything against a supposed easy matchup that he's supposed to have because, like you said, Tom Brady passes the ball to whoever he wants and whenever he wants. So you have no idea if he's going to be part of the game plan for that week for Tom. And it's he's he's one of those guys that if he's going around that ADP, he's – I mean, who's going to take Evans for McLaurin straight up? Like, you're, you're not going to – if somebody offered you McLaurin for Evans, you're going to smash except that. And right. more smash up that Godwin except that Robinson Keenan Allen, both of those you're, you're smashing both of those. So that's that's the main reason why he's a sell for me. Like like he that said, I'm, I'm probably taking a late first, early second, or if you're gonna package him, I'd go for I don't know a RB like a running back two or three with upside, I guess, or even a younger wide receiver like a. Terrace Marshall in a in a pick or something like that. Yeah. All right. I like it. Just wanted to see and get kind of a value gauge on how you guys felt on them. All right. That's gonna pretty much wrap us up here. Um, Ryan, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you for anybody who joined late and uh, anything you got going on? Yeah, just find me on Twitter at Mackie underscore FFB. Uh, go check out my article over there at Yards Per, uh, talking about redraft and keeper strategies uh actually got some pr pretty positive feedback so far from it so i appreciate anybody reaching out to me about that 
but I want to thank Keith for coming on the show today. It's great information, and I uh, appreciate having you on, man. And yeah, Keith, no, thanks. Yeah, yeah, I will thank echo that. But same thing, Keith. Where can they find you? And uh, anything you got going on? I know you got a couple sites you're writing for, so. Right. So yeah, you can find me on Twitter at high on sports 28. So on there always just uh, messing around, but just started writing it. Just hit my first article for yards per fantasy, uh, a few articles on the league winners and, and, and then sports obsessive. I do kind of a, a beat every week on the bears, so kind of the state of the bears nation. So just trying to, uh, uh, you know, give you something on, on what's happening with the bears, give a little fantasy perspective on that as well, but I'm going to continue my making of series on yards per. So my next one will be the making of a quarterback one. Uh, my last, uh, my first article on yards per was the making of a wide receiver one. So um, I've got the model on that. I'm way into it. Get into some good Twitter battles on it. Cause I've got the info just ready, ready and loaded on what makes a wide receiver one. <laughs> so when people, want to want to get into all that on why I'm not a Jalen Waddle guy. I've got my info uh, locked and loaded on that. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. And uh, yeah, really, really appreciate you guys having me on. It's been fun. So I'll ask you then, cause I asked Ryan before the show, should I, or should I not trade Justin Fields in a super flex where I have Trevor Lawrence and two other quarterbacks? Who are the two other quarterbacks? Derek Carr and Kirk Cousins. Oh, yeah, I'm not trading Justin Fields unless they blow you away. How can you not love Trey Law and Justin Fields for the next decade? I know. I'm, I'm torn. I am very torn. But I, you guys can find me on Twitter at Pope's FFH. You can find some articles over at Yards Per Fantasy. You can also find some at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And I did allude to on Twitter that I do have a slight special announcement. Um I will be participating with the Dynasty Dorks and the – oh, crap. I forgot the name. Shoot. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, it's going to be a redraft league, um, and I will be allowed to give away 11 spots. You guys will have the chance to compete against me. Um, it's going to be a contract-based kind of league. Um, you're going to use actual real salaries. So – something I've never done. So you guys can come and make me look really bad. Um, so I am going to come up with next week. I will have it on the show, some sort of way to get in on a drawing to win a spot in this league. Um, I know that David set it up for mostly charity events. So it's going to probably have to do with something with charity, donating some money or something to a local charity of your choice. And then you'll be able to get in on the drawing to get into the league. Um, but I just wanted to kind of plug it, get it out there. Um, I know Dave hasn't really pushed too much on it yet. So obviously you too. Um, I will keep you guys in the loop and you guys can also get in on it. Um, Cause more the merrier, right? But either way, that's the end of the show guys. Take care and see you guys next week. Thanks.